Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we'll be reading chapter 21 and 22. Um, hope you guys enjoy. And also, one more thing, I'm sorry for not uploading um, last week. Uh, it was exam week, um, but now it's Christmas break. Yay! So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. Okay, and before we start chapter 21, um, I just wanted to let you guys know this chapter will be halfway be interrupted, probably. Um, sorry about that, but yeah, now we can read. Okay, when Cinderpaw had finished tending to Fireheart's wounds, he went to find Graystripe. His, fr- fr- his friend was hunched up inside the warrior's den, his golden eyes troubled. He looked up as Fireheart slipped between the branches. I'm sorry, he blurted out. I know I should have been there, been been here, but I had to see Silverstream. I couldn't get near her on the night of the gathering. Fireheart sighed. For a moment, he had been considering sharing his suspicions about Mistyfoot and Stonefur with his friend. But now he realized that Graystripe had more than enough worries of his own. It's okay, Graystripe. Any of us would could have been away, patrolling or hunting. But if I were you, I'd stick around camp for the next few days and make sure Tiger Claw sees you. Graystripe scrape, scra- scraped absently at a piece of moss. Fireheart guess, guessed he had already arranged to meet Silverstream again. There's something else I want you to know, he meowed, deciding not to argue about this now, about Brackenpaw. Quickly, he described how he and the apprentice had gone out early, and how Brackenpaw had sent in the in- invading band of cats. He fought well too. Fireheart remarked, "Remarked, I think it's time he better became he he became a warrior." Graystripe let out a purr of agreement. Does Bluestar know this? Not yet. You're Brackenpaw's mentor. You ought to recommend him. But I wasn't there. That doesn't matter. Fireheart gave his friend a nudge. Come on, let's go and talk to Blue Star now. The Thunder Clan leader and most of the warriors were still in the clearing, while Yellowfang and Cinderpaw dis- distributed cobwebs to stop bleeding and poppy seeds for pain. Brindleface had brought out her kit to see what was going on, and Cloudkit was fr- frisking around, p- pestering one of the one warrior after another with questions about the battle. battle. Brackenpole was there too, giving himself a thorough wash. Fireheart was relieved that he didn't seem too badly hurt. The two warriors went up to Bluestar, and Fireheart once more told the story of Brackenpole's skill at dissenting their enemies, and his bravery in the battle. It's it's thanks to Brackenpole that we had any warning at, warning at all, he meowed. We think he should become a warrior. Graystripe added. Lucer looked nodded thoughtfully. I agree. Brackenpaw showed himself worthy today. She got up she got up, paced into the middle of her cats, and raised her voice. Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey join here beneath the high rock for a clan meeting. Goldenflower appeared at once from the nursery, followed by speckle speckletail and small ear. Oh, and Smallier limped slowly from the elders then. When they had gathered around Blue Star, he meowed, Brackenpaw, come here. Brackenpaw looked up, surprised, and patted nervously to, over to Blue Star. 
Fireheart could see he did not, he had not the least idea what was coming. Brackenpaw, it was you who warned the clan today, and you fought brave, bravely in the battle. Blue Star meowed. It is time for you to become a warrior. The prince's mouth fell open. His eyes blazed with excitement as Blue Star pronoun- pronounced the ritual words. I, Blue Star, leader of Thunder Clan, call upon my warrior ancestors to look down on this apprentice. He has trained hard to understand the ways of your noble co- code, and I commend you. I commend him to you, a warrior in his turn. She flexed her blue gaze on Brackenpaw. Brackenball, do you promise to uphold the warrior code and to protect and defend this clan even at the cost of your life? Brackenpaw trembled slightly, but his voice was steady as he mewed. I do. Then, by the powers of Star Clan, I give you your warrior name. Brackenpaw, from this moment on, you will be known as Brackenfur. Star Clan honors your forethought and your determination, and we will and we welcome you as a full warrior of Thunder Clan. When she finished speaking, Blue Star stepped up to Brackenfur and rested her muzzle on his bow, bowed head. Brackenfur licked his shoulder respectfully, then walked over to stand between Fireheart and Graystripe. The watching cats raised their voices to chant the new warrior's name, Brackenfur, Brackenfur. They they began to press around him, congratulating him and wishing him well. His mother, Frostfur, pressed her muzzle against his flank, while her dark blue eyes glowed with delight. Tonight, you'll have to keep Vigil alone, he mewed Sandstorm, giving Brackenfur a friendly nudge. Thanks, StarClan. The rest of us can have a night off. Brackenfur was too overwhelmed to answer, probably, but probably properly but he broke into a deep contented purr thank you graystripe he stammered and you fireheart fireheart felt a rush of pride to see that the cat that cat made a warrior at last almost as through brackenfur had been his own apprentice and made up a little for knowing that he would never go through his through this with cinderpaw star clan has a, had a different fate for her now that the cer- ceremony was done, we- weariness swept over Fireheart. He was about to go back to the warrior's den when he caught sight of Cinderpaw, limping rapidly over to her brother. Congratulations, Brackenfur, she meowed, her blue eyes sparkling as she con- con- covered her- his ears with licks. Brackenfur's purring faltered and his eyes looked troubled. You should have been with me, he murmured, gently nosing her injured leg. No, I'm fine, as I am. Cinderpaw insisted. You'll have to be a warrior for both of us, and I'll have to settle for being the greatest medicine cat for this for this forest has ever seen. Fireheart gazed at the dark gray she cat with admiration. Admiration. He knew that Cinderpaw really was happy to be Yellowfang's apprentice. She would be a fine medicine cat, but she would have, but she would have been a fine warrior too. It took a special spirit, he thought, not to be grudging her bro- her brother's triumph. As always, the sight of, of Cinderpaw's injury reminded Fireheart of Tigerclaw. Fireheart was so sure the deputy was so sure the deputy had caused her accident, and had also tried to drown him just recently. Yet today, Tigerclaw had fought with the strength of Star Clan. Without him, they could have lost the battle. If you prove his treachery, Fireheart asked himself, who will defend the Thunder Clan then? 
After the raid, Fireheart was relieved to see Graystripe keeping his promise to stay around the camp, patrolling or hunting or helping Yellowfang and Cinderpaw to re replenish their supplies. Terraclaw said nothing, but Fireheart hoped he had, no he had noticed. However, on the third morning, Fireheart was woken by movement in the nest beside him and opened his eyes in time to see Graystripe sliding out of the den. Graystripe, he muttered, but his friend vanished without replying. Careful not to disturb Sandstorm, who was sleeping on her, his other side, Fireheart got up and slipped out, of the de the, slipped out between the branches. He emerged, blinking, into the clearing and saw Graystripe disappearing into the gorse tunnel. He also saw a dark stripe crouching beside the pile of fresh kill, looking up with a vole dangling from his jaws. His eyes were fixed on the, tun uh, on the tunnel entrance. Fireheart felt a heavy weight like a cold stone in his belly. If Darkstripe had seen Graystripe leave, them and Terraclaw would know about it before very long, and then the deputy would want to know exactly where Graystripe had been. He might even follow him and catch him with Silverstream. Almost unconsciously, Fireheart started forward. He forced himself to walk briskly, but without any spe special urgency. As he passed the heap of fresh go, he called out, Morning, Darkstripe. We're just off to hunt. It's the early it's the early cat that catches the prey, you know. Without waiting for Darkstripe's response, he entered the tunnel. Once he had left the clear clearing, he put on speed, racing to the top of the ravine. Graystripe was out out of sight, but already what was out of sight already. But the but his scent was strong, leading unwavering to unwaveringly to the sun and rocks. But they agreed to meet at four trees. He thought. Fireheart pelted along, ignoring the tempting sounds and smells of prey in the undergrowth. He he had hoped to catch Graystripe and divert him before his friend reached Silverstream, just in case Tyroclaw was already out of the forest. But by the time he came within sight of the sunning rocks, he had seen no sign of him. Graystripe paused on the edge of the trees and drank in the scented air. Graystripe was close by. Oh wait, hold on. Fireheart paused on the edge of the trees and drank in the scented, the scented air. Graystripe was close by. He was sure, and by the, and he could scent Silverstream as well, but the cats of, but the scents of both cats were overlaid with something that set Fireheart's fur blessing, uh, bristling, the smell of blood. At that moment, he heard a thin, eerie wailing from the rocks up ahead, the unmis unmistakable sounds of, of a cat in deep distress. Gray stripe, he yelled. He shot forward and hurled himself up sloping surface of the nearest rock. What he saw from the top brought, brought him skit to a skidding stop. Below, in a deep gully between this rock and the, ne the next, Silverstream lay on her side. As Fireheart stared, appalled, a strong spasm traveled down the length of her body, and her legs twitched. She let out another chilling wail. Gray stripe, Fireheart gasped. Graystripe was crouched beside Silverstream, frantically licking her heavy, heaving flank. He looked up at the sound of Fireheart's voice. Fireheart, it's the kits. The kits are coming. And it's all going wrong. Fetch Yellowfang. But Fireheart put, bit off his protest. His paws were already moving, carrying him down the rock and back across the stretch of open ground toward the trees. Fireheart ran as he had never run before, but even so, a small 
cold part of his mind was telling him that this was the end. Every cat in the clans would find out about Graystripe and Silverstream now. What would Blue Star and Crooked Star do to them when it was all over? Almost before he knew it, it was he was, was, wait, almost before he knew it, he was back at the camp. He hurled himself down the ravine, almost bullying Cinderpaw over at the entrance of the tunnel. Oh guys, uh, I gotta um, stop, I'll be right back, bye. And we're back from the break. Um, sorry about that interruption. But um, now we can finish reading chapter 21 and then read chapter 22. Almost before he knew it, knew it, he was back at the camp. He hurled himself down the ravine, almost bowling Cinderpaw over at the entrance to the tunnel. She reared back with a meow of protest, scattering er- the herbs that, he had, she, that she had been gra- gathering. Fireheart, what? Got, where's Yellowfang? Fireheart panted, Yellowfang. Cinderpaw suddenly grew more serious as she sensed Fireheart's desperation. She went over to Snake Rocks. It's the best place to find Yarrow. Fireheart gathered himself to go on running, then paused, frustrated. It would take too much time to fetch Yellowfang from Snake Rocks. Silverstream needed help now. What's the matter? mewed Cinderpaw. There's a cat, Silverstream, by Sunning Rocks. She's having her kits, but something's gone wrong. Oh, Starkland, help her, explained Cinderpaw. I'll come. Wait. Th- wait there. I need to fetch supplies. She vanished into the mouth of the gorse tunnel. Fireheart waited, scrabbling his paws impatient, impatience, impatiently, until at last he saw movement in the tunnel again. But it wasn't Cinderpaw. It was Brackenfur. Cinderpaw sent me to fetch to fetch uh, for Yellowfang, he called as he bounded past Fireheart, heading up the ravine. At last, Cinderpaw reappeared. Her jaws were clamped on a leaf-wrapped bundle of herbs. She flicked her tail at Fireheart as she approached, signaling that he should lead the way. Every step of the journey was torment for Fireheart. Cinderpaw did her best, but her damaged legs slowed her down. Time seemed to stretch out. With a pang of horror, Fireheart remembered his dream of a faceless silver queen who faded away, leaving her kids crying helplessly in the dark. Had that been Silverstream? As soon as the sunny rocks came in sight, Fireheart bounded ahead of Cinderpaw. When he reached the foot of the rock, he saw another cat crouched on the top, looking down into the gully where Graystrap and Silverstream were. Cold paws clutched Fireheart's heart. There was no mistaking Tigerclaw's massive body and dark coat. Darkstripe must have notified him, and the deputy had followed Graystripe's in. Fireheart had passed him on his dash back to camp without realizing it. Fireheart, growled Tigerclaw, turning his head as Fireheart scrambled up the rock. What do you know about this? Fireheart looked down into the gully. Silverstream still lay on her side, but the powerful rippling down her body had ebbed away into weak spasms. She had stopped wailing now. Fireheart guessed she was too exhausted. Graystripe huddled close to her. He he made a low cooning, crooning noise deep in his chest, and his yellow eyes were fixed on the she-cat's face. Fireheart didn't think that either of them had realized Cyroclaw was there. Before Fireheart could answer the deputy's question, 
Cinderpaw came skidding around the bottom of the rock and squeezed along the gully to Silverstream side. She dropped the bundle of herbs and stooped to sniff the silver gray queen. Fire hurt, she called a moment later. Get down here, I need you. Ignoring a furious hiss from Tiger Claw, Fireheart leaped down into the gully, scraping his claws painfully on the sheer rock. As his paws touched the ground, Cinderpaw came to meet him. She was carrying a very small kit with its eyes closed and ears flat, flat to its head, and dark gray fur plastered to its body. Is it dead? Fireheart whispered. No. Cinderpaw set the, down the kit and patted it toward him. Lick, Fireheart. Make it warm. Get its blood flowing. As soon as she had finished speaking, she turned in the, in the, sparrow, in the, in the narrow space and went back to Silverstream. Her body blocked Fireheart's views of what was happening, but he heard the apprentice medicine cat begin to meow reassuringly. An anxious, an anxious question from Graystripe and an anxious question from Graystripe. Fireheart bent over the kit and rasped his tongue over its tiny body. For a long time, it didn't respond, and he began to think, think Cinderpaw had been wrong, and the kit was dead after all. Then he felt a tiny shiver run through it, and it opened its jaws in a soundless mew. It's alive, he gasped. Told you, Cinderpaw called to him. Keep looking. There's another one coming any moment now. That's right, Silverstream, you're doing fine. Tireclaw had come down from the rock and was standing in the mouth of the gully with a look of thunder on his face. That's a river clan cat, he hissed. Will one of you tell me what's going on? Before any cat had time to reply, Cinderpaw let out a short, short, God. Cinderpaw let out a shout of triumph. You've done it, Silverstream. Moments later, she turned with a second tiny kit in her jaws and set it down in front of the tire and set it down in front of Tireclaw. Here, look. Tireclaw glared at her. I'm not a medicine cat. Cinderpaw's blue eyes blazed as she ran and on the deputy. You've got a tongue, haven't you? Lick, you useless lump of fur. Do you want the kit to die? Fireheart flinched, half expecting Tireclaw to hurl himself at and slash her open with his powerful claws. Instead, the da- dark tabby bowed his he- huge head and began to lick the second kit. At once, Cinderpaw turned back to Silverstream. Fireheart heard her meow. You need to swallow the syrup. Here, Graystripe, make her eat as much as she can. We've got to stop the bleeding. Fireheart paused for a moment at in his own vigorous licking. His kit was breathing evenly now, and it seemed to be out of danger. He wished he knew what was happening in the gully ahead of him. He heard Cinderpole growl, Hold on, Silverstream, and a louder panicky meow from Graystripe. Silverstream! At the sound of his friend's distress, Fire could not stay back any longer. Leaving the kit, he pushed forward until he could crouch beside Cinderpaw. He was in time to see Silverstream raise her head and feebly lick Graystripe's face. Goodbye, Graystripe, she whispered. I love you. Take care of our kits. Then the silver tabby's body gave a massive shudder. Her head fell back, her paws jerked, and she was still. Silverstream, whispered Cinderpaw. No, Silverstream, no. Graystripe's mew was very soft. Don't go. Don't leave me. He bent over the limp body, nuzzling her gently. She did not move. Silverstream. Graystripe reared up and flung back his head. His wails of grief split the quiet air. Silverstream. 
Sister Paul crouched over the body for a few moments more, nudging at Silverstream's fur. But at last, she admitted defeat. She sat back and stared ahead, her blue eyes bleak and cold. Fireheart got up and padded over to her. Sister Paul, the kids are safe, he murmured. The look she gave him made his heart freeze. But their mother is dead. I lost her, Fireheart. The rocks were still echoing to Graystripe's dreadful wailing. Tigerclaw appeared, scrambling past the other cats, and reached out massive paw to cuff the gray warrior behind the ear. Stop that, moaning. Graystripe fell silent, more out of sock and ex- exhaustion. Fireheart thought the then obedience to the deputy's order. Come on. Graystripe fell silent, more out of shock and exhaustion, Fireheart thought, than obedience to the deputy's order. Terraclaw glared around at all of them. Now, will someone cat tell me what's going on? Graystripe, do you know this river crane cat? Graystripe looked up. His eyes had gone dull and cold like pebbles. I loved her, he whispered. What? Wait, these are your kids? Terraclaw seemed stunned. Mine and Silver Streams, a faint spark of, of defeat kindled in gray stripe i know what you'll say Tireclaw. don't bother i don't care he turned back to Silverstream, pressing her nose against her fur and murmuring softly to her meanwhile cinderpaw had roused herself enough to examine the two kids i think they'll live she mewed though fire though to fire her she sounded less certain than before we need to get them back to camp to find a queen to suckle them Tireclaw spun around to face her are you mad? Why would why should Thunder Clan raise them? They're half breeds. No clan will want them. Cinderpaw ignored him. Fireheart, you take that one, she ordered. I'll carry the other. Fireheart twitched his whiskers in agreement, but before he picked up a kit, he walked over to Graystripe and pressed his body against his friend's broad gray shoulder. Do you want to come with us? Graystripe shook her head. I have to stay here and bear her, he whispered, here between River Clan and Thunder Clan. After this, not even her own clan will want to mourn her. Fireheart felt his heart break for his friend, but there was nothing more he could do to help. I'll come back soon, he promised more softly, though he was was past caring if Tigerclaw heard him or not. He added, I will mourn her with you, Graystripe. She was brave. I know she loved you. His friend did not respond. Fireheart picked up the cat with his teeth and let Grace left Grace right beside the cat he had loved more than his clan, more than honor, more than life itself. That's the end of chapter 21. Uh, we'll take a quick break and read uh, chapter 22. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this uh, chapter. It was different. Bye. And welcome back from the break. Now we can read chapter 22. Tigerclaw went on ahead, and by the time by the time Fireheart and Cinderpaw had reached the camp with Silverstream's kids, the whole clan knew what had happened. Warriors and apprentices had gathered outside their dens, watching in silence. Fireheart could almost smell their shock and disbelief. Blue Star stood at the entrance to the nursery, as if she was waiting for them. Fireheart half expected her to turn them away, refusing to take care of a different clan's kits, but she only meowed quietly, come inside. In the heart of the bramble thicket, all was dim and quiet. Brindleface was curled around her kits. 
asleep in a heap of gray and tawny fur, with Cloud Kit's white coat shining among them like a patch of snow. Close by her, in a nest of moss lined with downy feathers, Golden Flower lay on her side, suckling her new kits. One was a pale ginger color like Golden Flower herself, the other was a dark tabby. Golden Flower, murmured Blue Star, I have something to ask you. Can you manage two more? Their mother had, has just died. Golden Flower raised her head, her startled look softening when she saw two helpless scraps of fur dangling from Fireheart's and Cinderpaw's mouth. They had begun to wriggle feebly, giving out thin, high-pitched knees of fear and hungry. I supposed, Golden Flower began. Wait, Speckletail interrupted. She had padded into the nursery just behind Fireheart. Before you agree to anything, Golden Flower... Ask Blue Star to tell you whose whose kits these are. Fireheart felt a pang of anxiety. Through Peckle, Speckletail was a good mother. She had a furious temper, and he guessed she would not look kindly on kits that were neither one clan nor the other. I would not hide such a thing from her. Blue Star meowed calmly. Goldenflower, these are Graystripe's kits. Their mother was Silverstream, a river clan cat. Goldenflower's eyes widened in astonishment, and Brindleface roused from her dose, pricked up her e- ears. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Brindleface rou- roused from her dose, pricked up her ears. Uh, Graystripe must have been slinking off for a moon to see her. Speckletail hissed, what loyal cat would do that? They both betrayed their clans. There's bad blood in those kids. Nonsense, Blue Star spat back, her hackles suddenly raised. Fireheart winced. He had rarely seen her late her, his leader so angry. Whatever we think about Graystripe and Silverstream, the kids are innocent. Will you take them, Goldenflower? They'll die without a mother. Goldenflower hesitated and then let out a long breath. How can I say no? I have plenty of milk. Speckletail let out a snort of disapproval and pointed to her and pointedly turned her back as Fireheart and Cinderpaw gently laid the kits in Goldenflower's nest. The pale ginger queen bent over to guide them toward her belly, and their miserable squeaking died away as they bur- burrowed into the warmth of her body. Thank you, Goldenflower, purred Blue Star. F- Fireheart re- realized that she was looking down at the young kits with an expression of longing. He wondered if she was thinking about her own lost kits and his doubts about what had really happened to them came flooding back. Could they possibly be Mistyfoot and Stonefur, alive and well in RiverClan? Did she have any idea? His thoughts were interrupted when Cinderpaw turned abruptly and made her way out of the den. Fireheart followed her to find her crouching outside with her head bowed onto the front of her paws. What's the matter? he asked. Silverstream died. Fireheart could hardly hear her muffled reply. I let her die. That's not true. Cinderpaw looked up, blinking. Her eyes were were pools of misery. I supposed to be a, I'm supposed to be a medicine cat. I'm supposed to save lives. You saved the two kits, Fireheart reminded her, moving closer and pressing the side of her his face against her cheek. But I didn't save Silverstream. A wave of sympathy washed over Fireheart. He understood how Cinderpaw felt, and he wanted to tell her that she was she was wrong to blame herself, but he didn't have the words. Feeling useless and saddened, he began to lick her gently. 
What's going on? Fireheart looked up to see Yellowfang standing in front of them, a puzzled frown on her broad gray face. What's this I hear about Graystripe and, River- and the River Clearing Queen? Cinderpaw didn't even have time to notice that her mentor was there. It was it was left to Fireheart to explain. Cinderpaw was brilliant. He told the she he told the elderly elderly medicine cat, those kids would have died without her. Yellowfang nodded. I've seen Tyraclaw. She rasped. Brackenfur was t- taking me to Sunning Rocks when he ran into them. He's furious about the kids, but he's not furious with you, Cinderpaw. She added, he knows you did your duty, just as any messing cat would. Cinderpaw glanced up at that. I've never be, I, I'll, I'll never be a messing cat. She spat bitterly. I'm useless to let Silverstream die. What? Snarled, yelling angrily, angrily arching her skinny gray body. That's the most mouse brain thing I've ever heard. Yellowfang. Fireheart began to protest at her harsh tone, but the medicine cat ignored him. You did your best, Cinderpaw, she growled. No cat can do more. But it wasn't good enough, Cinderpaw pointed out dully. If you'd been there, you would have saved her. Oh, StarClan told you that, didn't, did they? Cinderpaw, someti- Cinderpaw, sometimes cats die, and no cat can do anything about it. She let, a, she let out a rusty mew, half laughter and half scolding. Not even me. But I lost her, Yellowfang. I know, and that's a hard lesson. Now, there was rough sympathy and... Excuse me, I have a stuffy nose. Okay. I know, and that's a hard lesson. Now, there was rough sympathy in the old cat's meow. But I've lost cats before. Now... More cats than I care to count. Every medicine cat in the world ha- in the world has. You live with it. You go on. She nudged Cinderpaw with her battle-scarred muzzle and went on nudging until the younger cat rose unsteadily to her paws. Come on, there's work to be done. Smiley is complaining about aching joints again. She herded Cinderpaw in the direction of her den and paused to glance over her shoulder at Fireheart. Don't worry, she told him. She'll be fine. Fireheart watched the two cats cross the clearing and vanish into Yelfang's den. You can trust Yelfang. At the sound of the quiet meow, Fireheart turned to see Blooster. She'll see Cinderpaw through this. The clan leader was sitting just outside the nursery, her tail wrapped neatly over her paws. In spite of all the turmoil of, of Silverstream's death and the discovery of Graystripe's eyelid, Illicit relationship. She looked as calm as ever. Blue Star, Fireheart meowed hesitantly. What will happen to Graystripe now? Will he be punished? Blue Star looked thoughtful. I can't answer that yet, Fireheart. She admitted. I need to discuss it with Tireclaw and the other warriors. Graystripe couldn't help himself. Fireheart blurted out loyally. Not help himself. Help not help himself when he betrayed his clan and the warrior code to be with Silverstream. Blueser's eyes glinted, and her tone was not as angry as Fireheart would have expected. I promise you one thing. I promise you one thing, she added. I'll do nothing until the shock has died down. We need to consider the whole matter carefully. You're not really shocked, though, are you? Fireheart dared to ask. Had you guessed it was happening? He half expected Blueser not to answer. She held her um, motionless for several heart- heartbeats with her penetrating blue eyes. 
There was a wisdom in her eyes, he saw, and even pain. Yes, I suspected, she meowed at last. It's a leader's place to know things, and I'm not exactly blind to the gatherings. Then, why didn't you stop it? I hope Graystripe would remember his loyalty to the clan on his own. Blue Star replied, I knew that even if, I, if he didn't, something would happen to end it sooner or later. I only wished it had not ended so tragically for both of them. Though I don't know how Graystripe could have coped with watching his own kids grow up in the Nether Clan. You understand about that, don't you? She, her, the words were out before Fireheart felt had a chance, chance to think about what he was saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. It happened to you. Blister stiffened, and Fireheart flinched at the sudden blaze of anger in her in his, her eyes. Then she relaxed. The anger was replaced by a distant look of memories and loss. You guessed. She murmured, I thought you might. Yes, Fireheart. Missing foot and stone fur were once my kids. And that's the end of chapter 23. Um, And maybe this week, next week, I don't know. I will post again. Bye.